Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Kreisel and Diane Duvernay are your hosts every week right here on AM 1290, FM 96.9 and streaming at AM 1290 KZSB. We're repeated at 11 and now on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending, whose highly trained and experienced team takes great pride in helping people with home financing, offering competitive rates and a wide array of loan programs. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara, at Figueroa and Anacapa Streets, and at Montecito's Upper Village. And Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm, coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. Hi, Neil. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. What is this light coming through my window? Is that sun? Oh, come on. I, I was told by the real estate broker when I bought my house 23 years ago that it would always be sunny and nice. Is that not true? Well, it actually is for much of the year, but we did get that weird rain last week, which was delightful. I enjoy rainy days. So let me ask you a question. Do we have a guest today? We do. We are thrilled to have Bill McFadden, who is the founder and publisher of newshawk.com with us today, and also a good friend. Bill, thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. So uh, the first article is actually just a news uh, blurb that came out this morning, and it's entitled, it's a, the whole blurb is, uh, index funds officially overtake active managers for the first time in history. Retail investors, index funds, holdings exceed their holdings in actively managed funds. And the reason I bring that up is because anyone that has taken a business course over the last 50 years is probably familiar with the efficient market theory, which states that when investors invest, they do research and they, as a group, make the right decision. And therefore, there's no real edge that you can gain from doing a lot of your homework. The problem with the efficient market theory is that if no one is doing any research, that if people aren't acting rationally, then all of a sudden there are opportunities and that there are ways of making money better than the market averages. So this is an interesting development to the extent that everyone's investing in index funds. That would imply no one's doing any research which means that this is the time to take a look at individual investing because there were there would be opportunities to find things that people aren't aware of. Well, you know, to that end, you, there's always been this push and pull between active and passive management. And at Arlington, we do a 50-50 approach, whereas half of it's active, half of it's passive, so that you get you get a little bit of everything. But now is really a time when active managers usually, you know, earn their keeps, so to speak, being in this eight weeks of a down market, they start to outperform their counterparts on the index front. Uh, the next article is entitled Subprime Borrowers Struggle with Car Loans. And we've kind of hinted at this, that at some point in the, in the economy, uh, all of the uh, euphoria about uh, gaining interest by investing in subprime loans could come back to haunt people. And uh, well, the first signs of maybe a crack is that uh, the share of subprime credit cards and personal loans that are at least 60 days late is rising faster than normally. Uh, delinquency on subprime car loans and leases hit a record high in February. 
And at the same time this is happening, there's a company called Upstart Holdings, which has been a darling of Wall Street. And Upstart Holdings has uh, been a company that believes that it has a proprietary system of judging when a sub prime borrower uh, applies for a loan, they can help the lender uh, make a decision. And the stock was selling at a huge multiple. And at the same time, people believed that it was really riskless because it wasn't holding any of these loans. It was simply advising uh, lenders. Uh, they made an announcement on Thursday that um, they can't get rid of some of their loans. So the, for the first time, they're putting loans on their balance sheet and the stock went down 50%. So there are some consequences here for this weakening of the subprime market. And a, a, a second article came out the next day uh, that is sort of uh, more confirmation. And that is that consumer debt bonds, and they're essentially uh, like the old uh, credit default bonds that we saw back in 2008, these uh, uh, these bonds, which were sold, uh, which aggregate all of these subprime loans, uh, and they were selling at very small spreads between uh, junk and premium uh, bonds, has uh, collapsed in the last few days. So the investors that have been buying up these loans that were made by uh, these financial institutions has also been hit pretty hard. Yeah, and I think we're going to con continue to see some of that. However, you know, with I, I think we've decided that the U.S. is at full full employment, meaning if you want a job, there's one for you. I think what that will just further do is have people hopping from job to job, trying to increase their their salaries so that they can actually keep up with their debt. Yeah, the problem is that there's high inflation, and uh, for subprime lenders, for, excuse me, subprime borrowers, uh, high inflation is impacting. Uh, their pocketbooks at the same time that stimulus money has run out. So, for people, Absolutely. so people who've been living on on the precipice uh, are going to feel the pain first. Uh, the next article is entitled "Bitcoin uh, in a 401k Plan." Is that a good idea? And the reason this article in the Wall Street Journal was published is because Fidelity, which is one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, uh, provider of financial advice, has now uh, decided that it is okay to put uh, uh, cyber currency in your 401k plan. And, and it, you know, this article is two weeks old. I'm not sure that they could have written this article today. The idea of putting a Bitcoin in a 401k plan was never a good idea as far as I was concerned. And given what's happened over the last few weeks, it is really, to me, kind of uh, crazy. You know, it, it's one of those markets where people are just not thinking about the financial impact and just getting swept up in the excitement and exuberance of it all. And this next article, which is sort of uh, takes uh, on part of this crypto craziness, is entitled The Growing Lightly Controversial Industry Teaching Kids Crypto. And this summer in Los Angeles, the article begins, dozens of children aged five to 17 will attend the third ever crypto kids camp where they'll learn about everything from artificial intelligence to investing in Bitcoin. So now we have uh, 
places where your child at uh, five years old can learn how to invest in Bitcoin, which is really nuts. So Diane, Diane, you literacy camp instead about financial literacy as a whole instead of crypto. That's frightening. Yeah, you have young kids. That's something you may want to consider if it gets very warm in Santa Barbara. You can send your kids to Bitcoin camp. this next article by our favorite uh, columnist at the Wall Street Journal, Jason Swag, uh, is entitled, uh, Buying Stocks as They Drop Can Be Harder Than It Sounds. Many investors talk a big game when markets are up, but when they fall, they don't act as rationally. Um, and uh, what the article is saying that uh, it's very difficult when the market goes down to buy at the bottom, if in fact it is the bottom. And one of the reasons for this is he points out, and this is why I brought the article in, is that uh, between 1966 and 1974, and in fact, between 1929 and 1943, the market was flat. So people today just remember an up market. Everyone's a genius when the market's going up, and it's been going up for 10 years. But there are periods in the not so distant past where the market just didn't move at all. And so Uh, The idea of, well, it didn't go up, uh, it's been going down for the last three months, but it's always going to go up, so I might as well get on the bandwagon before it's too late. Uh, History tells you that it may not always be as robust as it's been the last 10 years. And that's true. And and there are periods of flat. If you look through history, there are many 10-year periods of flat, and then it chunks up. What What my advice is, especially to those in the working force right now, that monthly contribution to your 401k is much more likely to pr- for you to be able to buy on that dip because it takes the emotion out of it. So if you can systematize your investing, you're much more likely to do it even when your stomach is telling you it's a bad time. So if you think about it, Friday, it was the eighth week of a down market. Today, we had a big rally. So the dip was on Friday to buy. And it's very difficult to time that Um, because human emotion gets in the way of making the right decision at the right time. That's why if you get a systematic approach to investing and the 401k is the easiest way for those of us working um, to get a contribution in monthly or bi-monthly is the way to go. Very true. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the Kelly Marsh team.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. 
This is the place that talks about Santa Barbara. I'm Ben Hayes in the News Center. I'm Donnie Risden. I'm Ed Geron. I'm Maria Long. I'm Mark Schneidman. Louis Jones. I'm Diane Duva. My name's Andy Caldwell. I'm Erica, the Queen of Teens. And I'm Ross Cope. I'm Scott Dweck. I'm Mike Williams. I'm Ted Adams. I'm Guy Rivera. I'm Michael Self. I'm Steve Forcell. I'm Jim Williams. I'm Dale Francisco. I'm Tom Woodrow. I'm Eloy Ortega. I'm Earl Armstrong. I'm Neil Chrysell. I am Sam Edelman. I'm Arthur Von Wiesenberger. I'm Martha Bull. I am your host, Jeremiah. I'm Elizabeth Stewart. Hi, I'm Chris Cullen. I'm Lisa Cullen. And I'm Leanna Finley. Drew Wakefield. I'm Mark Giles. John Martinet. I'm Richard Dugan. KZSB, the Santa Barbara News Press radio station. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending. Since 1988, a mortgage banker and direct lender that believes in providing in-depth loan consulting to its customers in a personalized and honest manner. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. If you're just joining us, we have the pleasure of having the founder and publisher of NewsHawk.com, Bill McFadden, with us today. And Bill is a repeat guest, so thank you for joining us again. A lot has happened since your last um, interview, but you know, let's talk a little bit about what is new and going on at NewsHawk right now. What is new and going on at NewsHawk? Well, um, we never know what the day is going to bring. Um, breaking news is our forte. And um, as I always say, drama and inconvenience are always good with news for NewsHawk. And we've had certainly had more than our fair share of that over the last five years. Um, but we have, um, we're actually in a exciting and also terrifying um, turn of events. We're switching our, our platform uh, probably in the next two months uh, to a WordPress um, platform. Hopefully the readers won't see anything different. Um, our advertisers won't see anything different, but it'll be much more efficient and we'll have a lot more opportunity for engagement with our readers. So that's the exciting part. The terrifying part is whenever you try to switch a company that's 15 years old and has so, so much data and, and um, material, something's going to break and no matter how 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 prepared you are for that and how many dry runs you make you always forget that one thing and so right. there's that one unknown always lurking in that's the right for sure and so, so with this platform change what um what positive outcomes are you hoping for well uh, internally um we we're on a very sophisticated system that's been very good to us um but we were recruited by Newspack, which is a consortium of WordPress, Google News, several national journalism foundations to try to build a backend system that is, um, uh, you know, uh, works for companies like NewsHawk and um, bigger companies, but also smaller companies that have to spend a lot of money and a lot of resources, and a lot of time on backend web work. And it's, it's, for a lot of those companies, they they don't have the, the money in their budgets to do that. It's a significant part of our budget, but it's one of those things where um, 
you know, if we could get rid of that expense or a lot of that expense, we could use that money for other things. And so we're excited um, to switch over to this and also to have the, the resources working in that organization to anticipate things and create things and implement things that we couldn't do on our own. We would just, um, you know, we'd have to outsource that. So that's exciting. The other part is it'll be much more efficient for our, our readers and it'll allow for more engagement. We can do um, anything from the simple things like polling to um, uh, more reader submissions that are do it yourself and can can make it easier for a, a service club or a nonprofit organization to post their stuff on Newshawk so that we don't have to spend uh, production time doing that for them. So we're excited about that. Now with the consortium, would there be some sort of, you know, when you, when you, when you talk about a national news story breaking, will you be able to share um, resources in that regard? No, it's all, it's all back in um, tech web development resources um, and, and different tools that they have um, for mapping, for displaying various things that are, you know, they can create and then implement them throughout their universe. Whereas if we were to do that, we would have to think about it. We would have to describe it to our web team. They would have to come up with the idea. And, you know, you can't do that in a couple of hours. It's a couple of, couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years in some cases. And it's just not, it's just not something that, that we can do as a small organization. Um, so this is, it's really going to be beneficial to us once we get over that, once we get over that transition, which actually was supposed to occur in November, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there are lots of things that have been put on hold until now yeah. from then, right? Yeah. I, I, I'd like to blame it on COVID, but that's, COVID actually had nothing to do with that. But. You know, so many people have lamented the demise of local press uh, and particularly in, as it involves, you know, local issues that big press doesn't cover. And, um, I guess that, you know, one of the really good things about Newshawk is that you fill that void for this community. It's a place uh, that provides an opportunity to discuss local issues. Um, and, um, you know, it's important that we as a community support you uh, because, uh, quite frankly, uh, you're the go-to station for, and I hate to say it, given my station here on this radio station, but to get, you know, immediate local news that we care about and some investigating reporting right. um, it's something that really is important for any local community well thank you and yes we have a really good team we know our we know our place we we stick to our game plan and and that is the that was the reason news Talk was founded to fill that void of just everyday mainstream local news and i think over the years we've we've stuck to that that mission and um uh, our our community has turned out and supported us. They recognize that. So we're very grateful. Now, in terms of your business model, given that you'll have freed resources, hopefully from this new this WordPress <laughs> transition, <laughs> are you hoping to redeploy those at that, that savings, if you will, into more reporters or, or how, how do you, how do you see that coming forward? And is advertisement still the main source of, of revenue as well as the Hawks Club. Yes, yes to all of that. Um, so the our advertising is a will always be um, the major component, but our Hawks Club revenue, our membership revenue, has been growing substantially over the last four years, really since the debris flow, and um, 
and it's now it was always a had not insignificant um, part of our revenue, but now it's a major source. And we still don't think we really know what we're doing there. So we're not sure where the ceiling is, but um, we're very grateful to the community for supporting us. And we keep asking and they keep, they keep, um, they keep sending checks. And so um, it's, it's exciting to have that community buy-in, uh, if you will. And um, it, it really helps us to, to, uh, to grow. Um, we're not gonna be saving that much money um, on our web, our web costs with this new um, platform, but mainly it's just, we don't have to, we won't have to put any resources toward thinking about stuff. Um, you know, you've got Google. Well, time and, is money, you know. Well, so it is time. That will be yeah, and, and that's, and you know, we don't really, you know, our, our universe is pretty small and we're not really looking around the web to see like, oh, this is something that we could do, or we, we just don't have that kind of luxury of time. So to have some engineers and some tech people who are continuously um, looking for those kinds of things, that just helps us. And it, it helps us uh, stay focused on our readers. Um, most of the revenue that we, we go, we get goes right back into the company. And, and that's mainly uh, on the journalism side. Imagine that selling um, sponsors, uh, advertisers uh, is helped by the fact that you have so many individuals willing to uh, subscribe because that shows that there's a, a really interested readership. And I guess that's a big edge. It is. That isn't that is a big edge. Um, a, a lot of our Hawks Club members are happy to also go out in the community and tell people that they're um, you know, there are evangelists for us. Um, but we're really um, very appreciative to our advertisers because most of our advertisers have been with us for years and years and years. I mean, we're going to be 15 years old in October and we've had, we have quite a few original advertisers still with us. And, you know, when, when they're around that long, they look at you as more of a partner and less as a vendor. And, you know, for any business, that's what you want. Absolutely. And there are others, there are other local papers that, you know, have paywalls, so you can't access the content um, from the web, as well as a subscription for the paper and paper version. And I don't see them necessarily hitting as, as their revenue isn't significantly more than what you're doing with Hawks Club. So when I look at that, I think your breadth and reach of all community members without that paywall probably helps catapult that Hawks Club membership because people like to have a community resource that, that can be that go-to resource. And that's really, you know, you should feel proud of what you've done. You've really grown this to be the go-to place for news for Santa Barbara. Oh, thank you. Yes, we, we are, we do feel proud about that. And we're, like I said, we're, we're very grateful to the community to have that, to have that enthusiasm behind us. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. When a bank is owned by the community and invests in the community, it answers to a different call. It's personal. It's driven by your needs, not ours. Welcome to American Riviera Bank, based right here in Santa Barbara with branches in Montecito and Goleta. Our customers know us for personal service every day, every way. You can bank on us. Bank on us. Bank on us! American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. 
This is the place that talks about Santa Barbara. Mike in the morning. Community Matters. Radio Real Estate. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou. Money Talk. The Andy Caldwell Show. Teen Sports Radio. Golf Radio Radio Show. Community Alert. Mortgage Matters. Welcome to the Voices. 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 Voices of Santa Barbara. The CEO Report. When CSUCI presents About Education. The Farm to Table Hour. Around the World. The Jeremiah Show. The Art and Antiques Radio Show. Garden Gossip. Cork and Fork Radio Show. Tell me your story. KZSB. Hi, I'm Kayleen McCabe, and as a TV host, a carpenter, and a business owner, I have a very unique resume. But if I could go back to when I was a student, I would add one more bullet point membership in Skills USA. Millions of highly skilled, high paying jobs are going unfilled in America right now because employers can't find enough skilled workers. That's the skills gap, and it's threatening our economy. Skills USA is filling that gap with graduates who were job ready day one. It serves more than 300,000 students in career and technical education programs nationwide, from 3D animation to welding and everything in between. They're equipped not just with technical skills, but personal and workplace skills like teamwork, problem solving, public speaking, lifelong leadership skills for work and personal success. I didn't join Skills USA because I didn't know about it. I support Skills USA because now I do. Get to know about it yourself at skillsusa.org. Skills USA, champions at work. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. So, Bill, we were talking before the break about, you know, the the success that NewsHawk has enjoyed in the last 15 years. And, you know, how I I need to ask how COVID has affected NewsHawk in particular, and how do you think COVID has affected the news business more generally, um, given that, you know, for a while it felt like that's what what the news was all about COVID. So um, share with us what NewsHawk's experience has been throughout this pandemic, and if you can touch on the glo- on the global and national level as well. Sure. Well, um, you know, like every company, it's been or in every family, it's been exhausting. Um, no question. Uh, we had planned in the fourth quarter of 2020 to add staff. We we had budgeted for another reporter and another sales position. But we had to uh, accelerate that and, and hire in June of 2020 because on both sides, sales and and news, we were our team was just absolutely running on fumes because it was we are basically 24/7. Um, but it was you know to the nth degree with everything that was going on, and so we had to hire. We had to move that up. Um, we we did another hire last year. We're probably going to make another hire later this year. But um, it's there's just there was just such a demand for news, especially when everybody was was stuck in their homes. Um, but for us as a company, um, you know, we went virtual like everybody else. But our news side was largely virtual anyway. I mean, we've always been mostly. I, I never see a reporter. We usually have a family meeting once a week. Um, but we had switched to um, Zoom about seven years ago anyway so we you know we were comfortable working in that environment um in one respect it's been a little easier because all the government meetings had to be um ended up being live streamed so uh 
if you've ever had to go to a city council meeting or a board of supervisors meeting or a planning commission or a water board, you know how boring and tedious those are, but you have to be there for that, you know, that five minute period that where all the action happens. So it's very unproductive and inefficient for a reporter, but when it's all live streamed, you can actually do other things. So you're a little bit more productive, but um, uh, I don't know, um, earlier this year, I think maybe in January, our sales team went back and they're in the office probably three days a week, most of the day. Um, it it kind of varies, but salespeople need to be in the same room. They need to talk. We have a fairly young staff, so there's a lot of training that goes on and you have to do that in a collegial environment. But on the news side, um, I we just don't meet. We, we meet by Zoom and uh, text and and phone calls and you know i'm in my backyard office and i except you know when the the leaf blower and the, the construction next door is going on it's other than that it's great i like being here i don't know i don't want to go back to the office and so tell us a little bit about what you've done at news talk when you transitioned from the daily reporting of covid numbers where that was consuming all of us all the time and you really consolidated it. Um, share with us how that's been going and um, the, sure. the response and feedback from it. Um, that's been going pretty well. Uh, you know, I am very proud of our, our team because um, the Santa Barbara County Public Health Department in the beginning was very unresponsive to, um, you know, sharing data. They were, you know, concerned about privacy and all this kind of stuff that really made no sense if you're trying to um, deal with the public and get buy-in. And so our team really was forcefully pressuring them um, nonstop for several months. And they finally relented. And, and I think they're, it's a night and day difference what they're doing today than what they were doing in, in uh, you know, two years ago. And so I, I, I credit Tom Bolton and Gianna Magnoli for a lot of that. Uh, Janine Scully did a fantastic job um, just articulating why this was important and why the community needed to know this information. Um, We've continued to cover COVID. Um, we started a, a weekly newsletter um, about 18 months ago, and um, it gets really pretty good reads. It, it essentially just um, uh, summarizes what we've been reporting and then anything that we're working on. Um, but we've found, you know, there's a lot less news. And so we, a lot less new news, new news. So we've talked about, you know, should we downsize that? Should we make it every other week? But every time we think about that, think about doing that, our readers say, no, we want it every week. So, you know, we'll continue with that for the foreseeable future. We don't really have an end date in mind, but um, it is better because there's not so much, um, you know, daily stuff that you have to, we feel like we have a better handle on it. And I think public health feels like they have a better handle on it now too. There's you know, with the vaccines, uh, with a, uh, Omicron, I always mispronounce that as a, there's a local company that sounds sort of like that. And <laughs> I, I always end up pronouncing it one or the other, but um, Omicron, and I think the, uh, between that and the vaccines, I think after that, everybody mostly decided, okay, we have to live with this. It's like the flu, you know, we're going to get it. We're not going to get it, but you just have to be aware of it. And I think after that, um, things kind of leveled out at least from a news perspective. 
Right. And so with this latest surge that's going on with California, are you seeing an increase in numbers as well on the reporting side of COVID here locally? Well, yes. I mean, uh, Santa Barbara County is not immune to that. Um, our numbers have, our case numbers have been going up as we write about every week, but, um, you know, the hospitalizations are fairly low and the ICU use is extremely, extremely low. So I, you know, it's going to be with us and it's probably always going to be with us. Um, and I expect there will be surges from time to time, but we're going into the summer and, uh, historically over these last two years, the summer has been pretty uh, good for us. So do you have the, do you have the ability to, uh, follow when people click on a story, uh, how many people click it on and how far down do they get in reading it? Which if you do, it's a great advantage to knowing what your readers are really interested in. It totally is. That's a good, um, good segue, Neil. Thank you. Um, yes, we know, uh, what our readers are reading. We know the progression that they make through the site. Um, we know the times of day that they're more likely to read stuff. We know the times of day when they're more likely to not read stuff. Um, we know what kinds of stories, um, you know, can get 7,000 reads and what kinds of stories are likely to get, you know, maybe 300. So it helps us, it, our analytics doesn't drive everything that we do, but it helps us as we're marshalling resources. So, you know, a reporter can come to us and say, man, I really want to do this story. It's very important, blah, blah, blah. But we know from our experience that if we do that story, it's going to take a day and a half and we're going to get a thousand reads. Whereas you can do these other two stories in a day and they're going to get four times as many reads. So go do those stories. So it, it just helps us as we're, you know, because we're a very small staff. We have five um, full-time journalists. And even if we had a hundred, we would still be, outnumbered in Santa Barbara County. Um, we'd leave news on the table. So you have to pick your battles, um, but we know what our readers want and we know what our readers are interested in. They don't always necessarily um, coincide, but it's very helpful to us. Do you find that that morning report that you send out that I get in all my, mm -hmm. all my different email inboxes, depending <laughs> which one I click on first, does that really help in terms of, I know for me, it's my go-to place where I check out what's ha what happened oh, yeah. over the last couple of days and you know get, get informed locally. Um, does that help um, increase readership? It does. And, and you see that in our analytics because the, that email goes out at 4.15 a.m. And it's amazing how many people tell me anecdotally, I get your email at, at 4.15 a.m. I mean, that, that wasn't what I had intended that, that would be the takeaway, but um, after probably 14 years of doing that. Um, that is the takeaway. They know when it comes out. And then the PM report in the afternoon um, has actually higher, it's, it's got a smaller audience, um, but it's a actually higher open rate. Um, and I think, you know, it comes out at 415 and people are looking at the clock and thinking, you know, what can I do for the next 45 minutes? And, oh, here's Newshawk. I'll just, I'll just look like I'm working and <laughs> and, and click on these stories and do all so, that kind of stuff. So if anyone wants to start a newspaper, remember that Bill gets up at 4.15 every morning <laughs> to, to click this on. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. 
Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. This is the place that talks about Santa Barbara. I'm Ben Hayes in the News Center. I'm Donnie Risden. I'm Ed Giron. I'm Maria Long. I'm Mark Schneidman. Louis Jones. I'm Diane Duva. My name's Andy Caldwell. I'm Erica, the Queen of Teens. And I'm Ross Cope. I'm Scott Dweck. I'm Mike Williams. I'm Ted Adams. I'm Guy Rivera. I'm Michael Self. I'm Steve Forcell. I'm Jim Williams. I'm Dale Francisco. I'm Tom Widrow. I'm Eloy Ortega. I'm Earl Armstrong. I'm Neil Chrysell. I am Sam Edelman. I'm Martha Von Wiesenberger. I'm Martha Bolt. I am your host, Jeremiah. I'm Elizabeth Stewart. Hi, I'm Chris Cullen. I'm Lisa Cullen. And I'm Leanna Finley. Drew Wakefield. I'm Mark Giles. John Martini. I'm Richard Dugan. KZSB, the Santa Barbara News Press radio station. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank making your life easier with cutting-edge technology. Mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. And we can be reached at 805-564-1290, or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. So, Bill, you know, what's been going on in the news, kind of on, on, on news, is that Elon Musk is is making a bid to buy Twitter. And it was, it was in effect accepted by Twitter's board. And so it's kind of, Elon is, is wading into the online news space, if you will. What do you think about that? And um, then my follow-up question to that would be, you know, and then he's talking about removing all advertisement. How do you, how do you think that's all going to play out? Well, I learned from personal experience that I, can never predict how a billionaire is going to think. So um, that's that's why NewsHawk exists. So thank God for billionaires. But um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not offended that he he wants to buy the buy Twitter. I mean, I, I think it's I don't really know what the business model is. Honestly, um, not sure he does either. But he's innovative and creative and a dis, and a disruptor. So um, I'm I wouldn't bet against him. But, you know, rich people own things. I mean, the billionaires own the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post. And that's how it's always going to be. So, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But the I, I really don't understand Twitter's business model. Um, you know, not that I'm a, a genius on this kind of stuff. I know I know what Newshawk's model is. And we we stick to that, and it seems to be working for us. Um, I couldn't imagine what to do with 
if I were in that position with Twitter, I just wouldn't know where to start. But um, it's an interesting, uh, the way he's, he's already disrupted that universe has been fascinating and um, good for him. I think it's, it's long overdue. I'm appalled at how Twitter um, just isn't transparent about what they're doing. Um, you know, yes, they're a private company. Yes, they have the, the, um, the, the responsibility and the, the uh, you know, they can do whatever they want with their content. But um, the fact that they're just not transparent about that and seem to be playing favorites is alarming to me as a journalist. Um, you know, you may agree with it that day, but eventually they're going to, you're going to come on, uh, fall afoul of them and that's going to be bad for you. So um, I think, you know, if he does nothing else, but make that whole algorithm thing a little bit more transparent and, and so that the lay people and the public understand it better, I think that will be a, a huge benefit to the online universe. And so with online comments, how does Newshawk handle that? And, and what um, challenges have, have you faced with that, as I think everybody has in this time? Yeah. Well, you guys are old enough to remember when we had comments and, and how uh, uplifting and, and uh, helpful those were. Um, you know, we eliminated those in, I think, January 2018, I think, might have been 17, definitely 18. But, um, and we, you know, from time to time, we get cranks uh, complaining about that. But for the most part, people have switched over to letters. Um, I'm not sure that the letters are any more edifying than, than the comments, but they at least have to think about stuff. And then we only run them on, in, in, a, in a group on Fridays. So, they're not this knee-jerk reaction to whatever was just read. But um, I don't really, you know, if people want to engage with Newshawk, there, there are several ways they can do that. There's Facebook, they can contact our reporters. Um, you know, we're available. And um, I don't know that we're, we've lost anything. Occasionally, somebody will um, send us, uh, you know, anonymous tips, and, but we follow up on those. So it's not like... Um, you you give up that that right to contact us but um it's the the problem that we have with comments was i was hearing from readers and advertisers and civic leaders every single day about how caustic that that was and you know for the most part those people were just hijacking our stories we put a lot of effort and, and work into our professional reporting and you know people would read through that and then they'd get sucked into the comments and it was somebody who you know may not even be commenting on whatever the topic was of the story. They were just continuing an argument from another, from another um, perspective. And that wasn't really benefiting anybody and certainly wasn't benefiting Newshawk. You know, we're, a, we're in the business of news. We're not in the news business. We have to make a profit and we have to be um, sustainable if we want to grow and stay and hire people. And um, our, we think that the best way to do that is to, to, report on this community in a professional and objective way we don't think it's it's a way for the community to just say whatever they want they can start their own well, it's a healthier environment then for for everybody really um, yeah and they can always start their own website and pay their own right. liability insurance <laughs> and so do you see the next step for newshawk with breaking news to have a reporter that's continually following up on breaking stories? That is a really good question. And that's that's a question that we talk about all the time um, because some of our 
most red stories, as you know, from my column, they're, they're car crashes. And usually we're talking to the firefighters on the scene. So there's really not a lot of information that we have. Um, and then because of HIPAA um, laws, we can't really follow up um, until law enforcement does their investigation, may or may not release the names of the victims, at which point, you know, then we can find out what happened to them. But, you know, if it was, if it was a car crash that closed down 101 in Carpinteria, three weeks ago, nobody's going to remember that because there's going to been 10 car crashes after that. So it's difficult, but we are looking at ways to follow up. Um, we're talking about um, ways to do that. We're also talking about um, uh, spending a lot of time discussing K-12 education and how better to cover that topic. Um, I think we do a, a pretty good job with Santa Barbara Unified School District, but um, and we, we cover Santa Maria, we cover San Inez, we cover um, Goleta and CARP, but there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes unreported in uh, school board meetings. And so we're looking at ways to increase our coverage for all the public districts in Santa Barbara County, not just the big ones. And um, it, there's no right or wrong answer and there's no easy answer. So it's just one of those things that we hope to have a plan in place so when the school year starts in, in August, we're ready to go and we'll see, we'll see if it makes a difference. We'll see if it, if it works and if it works for us and then, you know, reevaluate probably at the end of the fourth quarter. And so given that you have the pulse really on Santa Barbara and through the news, you know, what do you, what do you evaluate being the most pressing issue facing Santa Barbara today? <laughs> Well, uh, it's a small little question like that. Yeah, it's a good thing we have five hours to talk about this. Um, housing, cost of living, homelessness, uh, anti-business attitude by government. Um, man, the, the, the topics are endless. Um, I, I would say, personally, it's the, it's the um, just kind of attitude that business doesn't isn't really part of the community that business exists in this vacuum and um we don't the the community doesn't need to pay attention to business um it's treated as an afterthought and i i think that's a really destructive um that's a really destructive attitude for for city councils and boards of supervisors to have because um the the best sign of a thriving small community is a healthy small business environment and I don't think that Santa Barbara and Goleta necessarily have that. Um, I think our, our small business community survives, um, but we don't necessarily thrive. I think it's a little better in Goleta than it is Santa Barbara, but um, I think there's um, maybe the business community needs to be more organized and, and do a better job of, of promoting our issues and how they affect our employees. I mean, that was one of the reasons why the, the Carpentry Valley, Goleta, in Santa Barbara Chambers merged um, two years ago. And that's what that organization is working on. I, I would say personally, that's, that's the bigger issue, but homelessness uh, and then deterioration of downtown Santa Barbara is a concern. Housing prices, housing uh, availability, all of that is you know something we grapple with as a small company. And I, I know you guys do as well. Um, water, that's another one. 
there's no end of stories to cover in Santa Barbara County. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, and we'll be right back with our final segment. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the Kelly Marsh team.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. When a bank is owned by the community and invests in the community, it answers to a different call. It's personal. It's driven by your needs, not ours. Welcome to American Riviera Bank, based right here in Santa Barbara with branches in Montecito and Goleta. Our customers know us for personal service every day, every way. You can bank on us. Bank on us. Bank on us! American Riviera Bank. Bank on better. This is the place that talks about Santa Barbara. Mike in the morning. Community Matters. Radio Real Estate. The Sports Lounge with Big Lou. Money Talk. The Andy Caldwell Show. Teen Sports Radio. Golf Radio, Radio Show. Show. Community Alert. Mortgage Matters. Welcome to the Voices. 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 Voices of Santa Barbara. The CEO Report. When CSUCI presents About Education. The Farm to Table Hour. Around the World. The Jeremiah Show. The Art and Antiques Radio Show. Garden Gossip. Cork and Fork Radio Show. Tell me your story. KZSB. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. So, Bill, as I go back to the last time we had you on the show, we were talking a lot about State Street, and NewsHawk had a special um, report oh, yeah. going on with State Street. Well, you know, today we look at State Street, and it's a very different place than it was um, all those years ago. So what are your thoughts on it today? What do you think about the closure and should it stay, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, again, that's a really long uh, answer here, but um, you know, I predict that when you have me back on the show a hundred years from now, we'll still be talking about state street <laughs> <laughs> and nothing will have changed, but uh, you know, I, it's, it's cool to see the, uh, the more vibrant uh, environment down there. Um, but I don't know that any of those fundamental problems have been solved by closing it. And um, it certainly has, has aggravated some of the, some of the um, challenges. I really don't like the fact that the Fiesta Parade is gonna be stuck on Cabrillo Boulevard and not go up State Street. I'm, I'm opposed to that. I think it's, that's, that's part of our heritage and we should do what we can to, to make that happen. Um, but I, I don't really know the answer. I've got my own opinions um, and uh, I, I hope that the State Street Advisory Committee can get something 
done and get something through. But um, it's it's a tough challenge, and I'm not sure that the political will is there to fix it. Although on the state on the uh, Fiesta Parade, I guess the first few parades did go on the Cabrillo route, so it's almost like going back to its roots. True, that is that is correct. But it was a different time back then. You know, there's no parking down there. There's no services. There's no restrooms. There's no shade. Um, you, you're going to have everybody crossing to the beach side, um, and pedestrians are the are the biggest challenge for and the most dangerous part of any kind of horses um, right. horse parade, and so th that's a concern. And you know, the businesses um, there's no business down there um, except for the funk zone. And what's cool about the Fiesta Parade going up State Street is, you know, when you're, if you're in the parade and you're going up and you look in the, you pass Paseo Nuevo, Nuevo and, you know, there are people, 40, 50 people deep. They can't possibly see the parade, but they're crammed in there looking. And that's really cool. And all those businesses are open. You know, all those restaurants are full of people having fun and it's just a great environment. And I, I just don't see that happening on Cabrillo. Hopefully it's just a one, one year thing. We can live with anything. It's better than not having a parade. So I, I, when I came here 23 years ago, I went to the my uh, to dinner the day before the parade, and uh, I saw chairs uh, lined up with nobody there, and I said to someone, "What's that about?" And they said, "Well, there's a parade tomorrow." And I'm from New York, and I'm saying people leave their <laughs> chairs overnight, and no one takes them, and that's when I knew I was in the People's Republic of Santa Barbara. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Bill, for being here. You're a great guest. And thank you for, for, for providing Newshawk. It's something we can't do without. It's coffee and Newshawk every morning. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Money Talk, and we'll see you all next week. Yeah.